Welcome to Let's Get Bitchin', your go-to spot for movie wrap-ups, media reviews, and everything you didn't ask for but are getting anyway. What are you waiting for? Let's Get Bitchin'. Hello everybody and welcome to Let's Get Bitchin'. As always, I'm your host, Genesee Gabrielle, and this week uh, we have an extra special solo episode. Uh, if you follow me on any of my Instagrams, um... You know that recently I have been obsessed with Teen Wolf. Now this was like my obsession of like a week or two ago, but it's not fully gone away. Um, I am still very much in the Teen Wolf craze. Um, and so it's actually been a very, very important week for Teen Wolf. And so, uh, naturally I'll be doing an episode about Teen Wolf today because, you know, that's what I do when I become obsessed with something as I dedicate a podcast episode to it. But also there has been some very important news going around, um, about Teen Wolf. So it's just like, um, it's just like kismet that I just so happen to be obsessed with it now and watching it now. Um, so that's what we're going to be doing today. Um, it's going to be a foiler. Uh, that wasn't words, guys. Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. It is going to be a spoiler-filled episode here today at Let's Get Pigeon. So um, buckle up. If you don't want Teen Wolf spoilers, uh, then you should probably head out. But honestly, like I think you should stick around for the for the Teen Wolf spoilers. Um, whether or not you watched the show, it's okay. Um, Maybe this will be what gets you obsessed with Teen Wolf. I don't know. Uh, honestly, that's uh, not my goal for today because it's it kind of feels miraculous that I came to the Teen Wolf party like 10 years late and was like, this is the shit. This is my life now. But also, it's very on brand for me. So without further ado, let's fucking do it. So first of all, I would like to say why I came to the Teen Wolf party 10 years late for... I, I will say it seems like a flaw in the matrix that I didn't watch this when it originally came out. Teen Wolf started in 2011 and ended in 2017. So it's not like that old, but it is one of those things. It was on MTV and it was very much like, I mean, it's called Teen Wolf. If you, if you haven't watched it, you can really guess the, the vibe of the show. Like it is a bunch of like teenagers slash like young adults running around the small town in California, um, doing wolf shit. And, um, it's rated like, I want to say it's rated like TV 14. It has a very, very specific vibe about it. And it's, it's interesting because I would have been like when it came out in 2011, I would have been in the prime audience for its entire airtime. Like I would have been the prime target audience to watch Teen Wolf. But for some reason, it didn't, I didn't find me then. It found me now at 25 years old. Um, when it concluded like four years ago. So, but it's okay because obviously this was the time that I needed to be watching Teen Wolf. And so now I'm watching it now. Well, I finished it. I've watched it. It has been watched. Um, so, the, but the reason that I found it was because I was doing as I do and I was on my Instagram explore page and um I kept seeing f this one this is one that I was not seeing gay fan edits I usually find a, I find a lot of my new tv shows nowadays through gay fan edits but um this was not one of them 
I found a fan edit of, I saw a few, I saw, one of them wasn't truly a fan edit, it was like, it was like, uh, like screen grabs of, of a few scenes that had, um, Lydia and Styles in it, and I was like, oh, that looks like fun, those look like fun jokes, like I look like, it looks like I would enjoy that, and there, it was like the most boring scenes too, like nothing entirely exciting was happening, but it was like, like, one that really grabbed my attention was um, Scott and Styles were in a bus together, and Styles was like, "That's it. I'm calling uh, Lydia and Allison." And Scott was like, "Why would you do that? They're back in Beacon Hills." And he was like, "No, they're not. They've been following us for three hours." And I was like, "Ah." And then and then he, they call them, and Lydia was all was all, "What? We're just hanging out, about to go into a movie." And Styles was like, "No, you're not." we can see you. We know you've been behind us. And there, and I was just like, that looks like a prime interaction that I would really enjoy. And it's so funny because it's so simple and seems so boring when I say it out loud, but it actually was really fun to watch. And so I saw that. And then I saw a bunch of Stalia ships. There are so many ships in the show. And, um, Stalia is the ship between Stiles Stalinsky, my man, and Malia, um, who I believe doesn't come into the show until like season two and uh I man I was a big big fan of that one um I did see I saw a fan edit of them and I was like oh my god that looks like a fun ship and um then when I actually got into Teen Wolf I and I started like looking up some some content online around it once I was actually watching it. I really understood the hype between the Stidia ship, which is Styles, Stalinsky, and Lydia. Um, they're a really fun ship. But it, then it was really hard because I went there for the Stalia ship. And then I fell in love with the Stidia ship. And then I was sitting here and I was like, fuck, I like both of them a lot. So there were a lot of feelings going on. Um, but anywho, also I feel like I should give you a little bit more background about what the fuck is like actually happening in Dean Wolf, like besides the ships, even though like it's basically what I care about. And Styles. I care a lot about Styles Stalinsky. Um so the idea is that at the very beginning of the show you have the main character, supposedly, supposedly the main character is Scott McCall. Honestly, uh, Stiles Delinsky is the main character in my opinion. Um, so Scott McCall is hanging out in his room and his BFF, Stiles Delinsky, like gets him out of bed and is like, hey, my, my, and his, Stiles' dad is the sheriff in town, right? So he's like, my dad found, or the, they found part of a dead body. So they're trying to go find the other half of the dead body. And so he's like, let's go look for it too. And, and, um, Scott was like, wait, there's like a search party. He's like, well, we're not joining the search party. We're just going to go out and look by ourselves. Styles is fucking hilarious. And so they're out like looking for this dead body and Styles' dad sees Styles and is like, dude, what the hell? And he's like, where's your, where's your buddy Scott, your partner in crime and whatever. And Styles is like, oh, he's not anywhere. He's at home. He didn't want to come with me so that he wouldn't get Scott in trouble. Right. But what ends up happening is Styles goes back with his dad, the sheriff, and 
And Scott stays out in the woods and ends up getting put by a werewolf and becomes a werewolf. And so season one follows him, like, becoming a werewolf and figuring out, like, all this shit around, like, who made him a werewolf and all of this stuff. And um, in season one, you have, a, like, you have the prominent characters, Art, um, Styles, Scott, Lydia, who... I love Lydia because in season one, she's basically an entirely different character from who she is by the end of the show, like in a, in a very real way. And, um, she had probably some of the most like character development, actually. And I think she had the most character development out of all the characters. She, because at the beginning she was like kind of a mean girl, like very, very self-absorbed, very, like, she was, like, so concerned about her, and she was very popular, very popular, but, like, so concerned with her public image that she was, like, she pretended to be stupid when she was actually, like, the top of the class and was, like, super duper fucking smart, and, um, oh my gosh, it's so fun, and then you have, there was another character, oh god, what was his name? starts with a J Jackson Jackson um and he and Lydia were kind of dating it was kind of confusing and then you have Allison who's like the new girl who Scott falls in love with and she ends up being the daughter of werewolf hunters and so you have them then you also have um Derek who it's so fun because online that I'm really surprised that I didn't see this ship and this wasn't the ship that brought me to the show because there are like fan ships of Derek and styles that is not Canon. They were not actually together. Apparently like they don't need, like it's not even like technically Canon that styles is by, although they like give him some bi ass fucking lines and like he's, he's bi coded basically Styles Stalinsky is bi coded and that's all that matters. Um, but hopefully okay i haven't said the news yet i'm gonna say the news i'm so excited okay so you have derek who is like an older he's like an adult werewolf who um was actually not bitten he was born a werewolf there are some like lines of werewolves who it runs in the family and so he was one of those and um his uncle is the alpha that bit scott um And so you have all of this going on in season one, but you don't realize the uncle who bit Scott, like you actually think that he's like basically in a coma and like can't talk to anyone, but it turns out he was a bad guy all along. It's very stressful. So I think I want to say season one ends with like him being killed and some shit and after he bites Lydia and so you think Lydia is either going to die or become a werewolf but she doesn't and everybody's like what the fuck I thought you could only die or become a werewolf if you if you got the bite but that's not what happened because Lydia uh, is already a supernatural creature we just don't really know what she is yet and it takes for fucking ever for us to find out what she is she's she's a super fucking fun character especially like in her like supernaturalness um because they do a really fun job of like leading up to figuring out what the fuck Lydia is Um, and so that's like how the show starts. And then throughout the show, they introduce all sorts of different magical creatures, all sorts of different conflicts between different werewolves with hunters, different supernatural creatures, um, all sorts of fun stuff. At one point, um, Styles is possessed by like 
that by it's like a it's like a Japanese supernatural creature um and they and they bring in they bring in all sorts of like different well not all sorts but they bring in some different supernatural creatures from different cultures so they have like one of the main characters in later seasons is um Kira who is Japanese and she is a oh god what is the name of the supernatural creature that she is um let me look this shit up. She's a kitsune. Now, so she's a kitsune. And then I believe the um, the creature that possesses styles in season two is also a kitsune. Let me look this shit up. Okay, no. It's not a kitsune. It's a... Hold on. Let me see. Nagitsune. Oh, fuck. I said that all fucked up. Um... Nagitsune, I believe is how it's pronounced. And that was super fun. I really enjoyed getting to see uh, Dylan O'Brien, who is the actor that plays Styles, uh, like go in between being like this like sweet, funny, quirky, like boy next door Styles and uh, being, I mean, he had to act like the Nagitsune. So Nagitsune, Jesus fucking Christ. Why can't I say that word? I am so sorry. Um, and like when when he was when you actually saw the Nikitsune come out, it was like very very stark. Like I mean, it was it was really I think some some really good acting on Dylan O'Brien's part. Um, and it was very fun too because like that it was the perfect character to be possessed by a creature that is so I mean the the nature of that creature is that it's a trickster but it's also um it's very manipulative and really it wants to wants to create and foster chaos and destruction and conflict I mean it's it's just it was really interesting because that is so like the opposite of styles and styles like is like happy-go-lucky and wants to like he wants to save everybody but in a very different way from um from the main character who honestly I've already forgotten his name the the fact that they make what's his face um Scott Scott the main character is just really kind of uh homophobic no I'm just kidding um but like it really does seem fake to me I always forget Scott's name because he's just really not that important. So, anywho, <laughs> anywho, um, Styles is just out here like being like so kind and thoughtful and wanting to do the best by everybody, but also recognizing when like some people are just fucked up and don't, you know, like you shouldn't be putting that effort in. Whereas Scott is not as good at at teasing that out honestly Scott's really fucking annoying um but so you have Styles here who is just like the fucking best and then he ends up basically being the I mean he is the physical form of the the bad guy in in a for a good portion of season two and um it's really neat too because you see this like huge like 
inner battle between like styles and the nogatsune and like figuring out like he has to do a lot of shit to like figure out how he's going to be able to get rid of this thing. He he be, I mean he's coming to a point where he he will he's ready to sacrifice himself so that the nogatsune not only can be um, defeated, but like, there's a point where he, he connects with Malia. They find when he's possessed, he finally connects with Malia, but they're, they give him like some sort of like herb to, um, suppress the Nogatsune. And the idea is that they only have so much time and they're trying to figure out how they can get the, the Nogatsune out of styles. Um, so that they can um, defeat it without killing Styles, right? And so while they do that, when they give him the herb to repress that, um, they put him in the mental institution in town, which is just like honestly the worst place. And um, while he's there, he runs into Malia, who is there because Styles and Scott found her and ended up saving her because she had been she's a were coyote and so she's part werewolf part like coyote like she when she shapeshifts she shapeshifts into a coyote and so um when they found her she was stuck as a coyote and her like adoptive father almost killed her it was honestly a whole mess but anyway they they were able to like save her and like figure out how to turn her back into like a human girl um res running around like as a coyote not being able to control her powers and um so styles runs into malia at the mental institution and the mental hospital whatever honestly it's it's i calling it a mental hospital it seems like an insult to mental hospitals because it is is a bad place um, let me see if I can find the name of it. Um, so they run into each other. She punches them. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. She was like, well, like, why did you assume that I wanted to be, um, like, turn back, basically. She was like, I liked being, um... She was like, I was happy as a, as a coyote. Like she, she, also she like carried a lot of guilt because like the accident that I can house, that's the name of the hospital, but the accident that, um, where she turned into a coyote basically like permanently for, for like quite a few years, like eight years or something ridiculous. Um, they, the accident was caused by her like accidentally shifting and, it killed like her whole family except for her step or her adopted dad. It was, it was really sad. So she was like, she was like all upset at styles because she was like, I didn't want to be changed back. Now I have to like walk around in human form, carrying the guilt that I was what killed my whole family basically. And, um, styles was basically like, Oh shit. I'm sorry. We didn't really, think about that. Like we just saw that you were stuck and your dad was trying to kill you. And like, we, you know, I guess we weren't really seeing another side of it. And I'm sorry about that. And they had like this really sweet talk while she was taking a shower. Um, 
in in the in the men's showers it was it was actually really funny because she's like taking like a super hot shower she's like yeah the girl's shower doesn't get hot enough and uh she's like i'm always fucking cold because i used to have a fur coat and now like i have like these thin ass clothes and i'm like oh my gosh i love that but um so anyway they end up talking and he's like he's like well you know um my friend Scott, he's an alpha, like he could, and at this point, the one thing, cool thing about Scott is that he becomes an alpha, um, by like, basically like fear, like sheer force of will. Like he doesn't, normally you become an alpha because you take another alpha's powers, but very, very, very rarely there's what they call a true alpha, which is what Scott is, who becomes an alpha based out of character. I don't know, it's a whole fucking thing. Um, and so Styles is basically like, Hey, like Scott could help you. Scott can help you like learn how to control your powers. And so then they end up like hanging out and he tells her about how he's been possessed and he, he's like trying to fight the Nagatsune from taking over again. And, um, then they make out and I'm like, Oh, good for you styles like he's been having a dry ass time he's in love with lydia lydia like barely doesn't even like recognize his existence in season one although at the end of season one they do like dance the school dance together it's super sweet and then in season two he's still like hella in love with her and um they're like friends but she's like definitely like not even considering the possibility of being into him like that which is cool and so then he meets Malia and I'm like oh fuck yes thank you would love to have some like reciprocation for styles out here although what I will say for season two Lydia is that like you can tell that their 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 friendship because they're creating more of a friendship the feelings that styles has for Lydia are becoming they they're already starting to become less like intensely like this kind of like creepy crush that he has on her and much more like actually entwined with like a connection that they have and because of that connection you can tell that like Lydia is starting to feel something more for Styles but it is hard to tell if it's just like a very close intimate con like friendship connection which is very common on the show they have wonderful wonderful friendships um or if it's something more and then you bring in Malia, who's, like, super into Styles. Styles is super into her. And it's like, oh, fuck, yes, thank you. Finally. Um, and the Nigatsune possesses someone else temporarily. Um, he is ultimately, the, the Nigatsune ultimately wants Styles, But it's like... But because of the, the herb that they gave him, like, Styles basically has to let him back in, um, in order for him to take over again. And so the Nigatsune is torturing Malia and is like, and is going to kill her. And Styles sacrifices his, like, basically his free will to save Malia, who he like basically just met. And I was like, oh. Yes. Love you, Styles. Anyway, they get past that. There's so many, there are so many fucking conflicts in the show. And honestly, we don't have the time or energy to talk about all of them. Um, but I think that there are like two really notable things to talk about because what I care about in this show are the relationships, not just like the, the romantic ones, 
but the platonic ones. Although what I will be talking about is the, um, is my favorite ships. Two of my favorite ships, which are, well, I guess I do have three, but one of them isn't canon. So I do really love the Steric ship. I think that would have been really fun if they had had the balls to lean into that, but they didn't. So, uh, I will digress. Um, my two favorite ships of this show are Stidia and Stelia. Obviously, they both evolve styles. Also, if you haven't been hanging out on uh, my socials, you absolutely should. Um, I've been I've posted about it first on my uh, my business Instagram, which is at Genesee Gabrielle Consulting. Um, I think I've talked about it a bit on my personal at Genesee Gabrielle. And then of course, um, when I post this episode tomorrow, I will, I'm planning to make a reel for it. Um, because I realized when I was looking for like fan edits of Style Stalinsky, I realized, <laughs> and, and Dylan O'Brien, I was looking for Dylan O'Brien's fan edits and I, I found this like picture of Style Stalinsky that had like six of his best outfits and I was like, oh, fuck, I dress like Style Stalinsky. It's kind of it's kind of hilarious, actually, because earlier this year I was like thinking about I was like thinking about my style. I've been like over the last few months, I've been like really thinking about my style and how I feel, mo what I feel most comfortable in or what I feel cute in and all of this stuff. And so and like trying to like find a balance between feeling comfortable and also like actually developing a sense of style. And so probably in like the spring, maybe closer to summer, I was really getting into like layering things. So I got a bunch of like cute little like crop tops and tops and tank tops and um, t-shirts and stuff that fit me well and like stuff to layer over it. So like jackets, flannels, um, denim, button up shirts, all sorts of shit, right? And that is basically what Style Stalinsky wears. Although he wears more like, he wears like t-shirts and like some like printed shirts and, uh, with like a flannel or a hoodie or something over it. And I was like, fucking A, why is it that like way before I even watched the show, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to start developing my style. And my style is dressing like the femme Style Stalinsky. Anyway, bothered. I'm over here bothered. Um... I also think to an extent I do carry Styles energy. Um not like in a big way because honestly like Styles is just way too fucking cool, but like he's like showing up here there are like all sorts of mystical like supernatural creatures and he's showing up with a baseball bat and he's like he's like I'm here to help. And I'm, I do also feel like I carry that energy. And I also, I feel like I carry the very spazzy, like goofy, goofy best friend energy. Um, so I love that. And it's, it's also funny because like recently I was watching Motherland Fort Salem and I watched that and I was like, God, I wish I was more like rail collar. And I was like, I really would love to be as badass as rail collar. And then I come off of that and watch this and I'm like, I want to be rail collar, but we all know I'm out here being style Stalinsky every day. Um, and you know what? That's just, that's just who I am. And I have to accept that about myself. So, um, anyway, I, I am Styles Stalinsky. I'm also obsessed with Styles Stalinsky. And so I really love both of his ships from the show. Um, him with Malia and him with 
Lydia. I also really love that like once he and Malia get together, I think him and Malia made the most sense. Like, well, I don't know. Because I think they both make sense. Like the way that they led up to him and Lydia was very well done. I think a lot of times when they have those longer like, I mean, they, we had six, uh, like five and a half seasons of lead up to them getting together. And a lot of times that gets very taxing, very fucking annoying. Um, and sometimes really creepy, especially like when you, when you started off with the guy being into the girl and the girl not really reciprocating, that gets like bad really fast. But they actually did it really well in Teen Wolf, I think. Um... Yeah, I mean, I think they just, they simply put, balanced it very well. Um, and by the time that you, we get to where they're actually together, um, it really is reciprocated. And it's so much more than, like, this, this crush that Styles had at the beginning. Because he has learned so much more about who Lydia actually is. They've actually formed an actual, like, relationship and um, connection. And Lydia has really, really, really fallen for Styles, And I think that that's also what made it really beautiful by the end is that the one who kind of like decides to like initiate the, when they actually get together, whatever the fuck you want to call it, it is Lydia. It is her. And it, the way that they got there was just so goddamn beautiful. But before I fully go into that, because I have big, big feelings, um, Styles and Malia, I think, was also something that allowed Lydia's Lydia and Styles to make a lot of sense together because um, one, you showed Styles getting over Lydia and like moving their relationship to a different place, um, which I think really needed to happen in order for it to like not not be not get creepy, you know. Um, and so you, you have him getting together with Malia, but in a very, like, it wasn't like he was just trying to like get over Lydia, but it was a very, like, he found someone who he really liked, who really liked him. And they just, they just worked. And it was so sweet when they first got together because she's like, she's like hanging out with them and like going on all of their adventures with them, like just right off the bat, which is, it's just, just how this show goes. It's like, Oh, I, we just met you, but like, Hey, you know about supernatural shit. Want to be our friend and go fight bad guys with us, which I do love because that to me feels like very, very realistic. Like if there were teenagers out here, like fighting all this supernatural shit, they would 110% just be like, hey, I just met you and this is crazy, but our town is being invaded by werewolves. Want to help us fight them since you already know about it and you have some sort of supernatural capability? Sick. See you at five. Um, and I just like that seems very, very on brand, very realistic. Um, and so you have Malia who is like, she's such a fun character because she... I mean, her most formative years from like eight to 16, she was on her own. She was aware of coyote out like living life on her own. Didn't really have a pack. Um, you know, I, by the end of that time, her dad was trying to kill her. I mean, it was just a fucking, it was just a fucking mess. Right. So, so you have all this like going on. She like, she's feels responsible for the death of her family. Like she has a lot of shit 
on her conscious right and also she just she's just like she doesn't give a fuck about no anybody's shit she's like i will ditch you i will throw you under the bus i don't care i will look out for me and myself and she's she's just like such like a hard ass but like in such a good fun way like i think it's really hard not to love malia because she's just she's such a fun like independent sticking up for herself character and she doesn't give a fuck about nobody's shit um and also she really does love styles and so and and styles sees the side of her that is so hard so like badass so hardcore so won't give a shit about anybody but like not in a bad way but like more like she's not gonna take anybody's shit and she's not gonna put like her own safety and security on the line for anybody else so he sees all of that right and what he misses is that at there there becomes a point very very quickly where Malia brings him into like her circle of protection to where it's not just she's not just protecting herself and she's not just looking out for herself but she's also looking out for Styles and that's why she joins um Scott's pack is for Styles because she wants she wants to be a part of Styles pack and he's a part of Scott's pack and she wants to be she wants to be close to him and wants to help him with the things that are important to him which is why they they find themselves they're going to find Kira and so it's like Styles Malia um and Scott and Lydia in the car and they're like going and this, the car has problems, and so it's because it's it styles his Jeep, and it always fucking has problems. So he, like, he is fixing it while Scott and Malia run off to go find Kira, right? And, and they're fixing the Jeep, and she goes and runs off, and... S- styles is super fucking stressed and so they come back and and they're like driving back home and styles is like you can't do that again you can't just run off and she was like why not like they needed help like i i i have powers like i can help them i'm gonna go help them and he was like he was like no i know but i thought you were leaving she's like well i did leave to go help them which is another thing that makes her character so fun is just like she has like serious like communication issues so she's like she like communicates very literally which is i feel like always a very fun vibe and um so she's like i did leave to go help them and he's like no i thought you were leaving me and she and it's so sweet because you can tell they're just not usually super vulnerable and she was like oh well I would never leave you and like Lydia's in the back of the car and you can tell she's getting kind of jealous and I'm like ah yes love this love Styles being happy with Malia love Lydia finally maybe getting her shit together and realizing that she has feelings for Styles and um and Styles is like you wouldn't you wouldn't leave me and she's like no of course I wouldn't leave you (laughs) she's like she's like I'd leave the rest of these these guys in a heartbeat but not you and Styles just kind of like looks at the rest of them through the rearview mirror and he's like this is progress like that I know that's harsh but like this is progress and there are a few things like throughout the show that become like kind of things and like one of them is that 
with like Malia, like she'll say shit like that, and they're always just like, "Hey, this is progress." And it like it's the thing like throughout the, her whole time being on the show. There's also a really fun thing with Lydia, of um, of they like they don't know what she is at first, and so like they they find out like in season early in season two that she does have supernatural capabilities, but she didn't become a werewolf after. Um, she was bit by Peter, who's the, the uncle, um, Derek's uncle. Um, and so she was like, she was, there is like this whole thing where she keeps finding dead bodies. So they think she might be psychic. Right. And, um, she, and there's like this whole like kind of ongoing bit about like oh she's psychic oh I'm psychic no she's not psychic and then they're like well the, the line becomes well I'm something well she's something and it's like it's just it's very fun because eventually you do find out she is a banshee but there's just the, the way that they, they have like a very like parallel way of like planting these jokes that throughout episodes and throughout seasons which is is very fun um I really like it when shows reference themselves in like a very clever way. Uh, and Teen Wolf does that really well. Um, they do that also with, they do that in a lot of ways with Styles and Lydia. Um, one of which being like when she first gets brought into all of the supernatural stuff, um, especially like with the, the first dead body that she finds, she does call Styles, And it's funny because it's, it, it didn't really seem like, like they weren't super, they were getting close at that point. That was part of them getting closer. And, um, but so she does call him, but it was also kind of like, oh, she called Styles, which doesn't totally make sense because they weren't like super close at that point. There becomes, there comes a point probably closer to like season three and on where they become very close, very good friends. And they're kind of each other's go-to for a lot of things. And, um, I mean, it's just a very intimate connection they have that is, it is totally platonic for quite some time. And I think that's what really sells their relationship for me is that they were able to be so close to each other and so supportive of each other without that romantic involvement for such a good period of time. Um, after, after, um, Styles is with Malia, right? So after he kind of like moves on past uh, Lydia and all of that. Um, but so she, the, after the first dead body, she calls him and she goes, yeah, well I called the police and then I called you. And he was like, wait, you called the police and then you called me. And she was like, yeah. She's like, he was like, you always call me first, Lydia. You always, and she was like, before the police, he's like, yes. <laughs> and so then like, it becomes the thing that like when she does keep finding dead bodies, because we find out that she is a Banshee and that is part of Banshee's powers is that they can, um, I, they, they put it in that, like she predicts death, but that's not quite really what it is. She can more like tell, like she has a connection with like the afterlife kind of, I don't know. It's kind of complicated, but, um, so she keeps finding dead bodies and then she, and she'll call styles and she's, and he's like, I think it was like the second time he's like, well, did you call the police? And she's like, no, you said for me to call you. And he was like, okay, good. <laughs> 
It's really sweet. Or he'll be like, okay, well now call the police. It's they're just they're adorable, and the I think the actors did a really great job of like facilitating their chemistry and like having it grow over time really really well. Um, I do have to say, like, fuck the Scott and Malia ship. Like, that was a thing. I don't even know if people actually shipped them, but that was a thing that they, like, threw out at the end of the, at the very end of the show. And I was like, we didn't need them to end up together. Nobody needed that. It doesn't make sense. I don't see how they have chemistry. Honestly, I think Scott's a little bit better off on his own. I liked him with Allison, but she's dead now. So we need to move on and let him be. Um, and honestly, Malia deserves way fucking better than Scott McCall. Like, she had fucking style Stalinsky, and now you're telling me that you want her to end up with Scott McCall? I don't care if he's the true alpha. I don't give a fuck. Malia deserves better. <sighs> anyway, that's how I feel about that. Um, season six was one of the best things. I, I, okay, all right. So here's the thing. Obviously, I love style Stalinsky. So something that happened in season six, I knew, I knew because I had looked at IMDb that Styles was not in like a handful of episodes. And I was like, oh fuck, did they kill him? Was he just like MIA? Like what was going on? So I get to, they did not kill him. It's okay. Our man is all right. But what happened, so I get to season six and he's like missing from like more than half of season six. Right. And I was like, oh, well I was thinking like, oh, it's very possible that like he was, shooting something else because he was the he Dylan O'Brien who plays Styles um is also the main dude from Maze the Maze Runner uh trilogy right and I was like that was probably right around the same time and so I was like I bet you there was some sort of scheduling conflict with Maze Runner um in terms of shooting well I was not entirely wrong what had actually happened was that when they were filming the third Maze Runner um Dylan O'Brien was injured like super bad uh during one of the stunts like I think it was like a motorcycle like hit his face and like crushed like the whole right side of his face it was really rough guys and like god it's brutal out here and um so he had to go undergo like months and months of like physical therapy and reconstructive surgery and stuff and um so that and then they had to reshoot the maze runner and then they were doing season six of teen wolf all just kind of conflicted so he was there was a lot of season six that he was not there for but luckily they did not kill him off i would have been so upset if they had done that um what they did instead and the first half of season six actually really didn't feel like he was missing because the first half of season six while he was the actor wasn't like in the show much the storyline of the first half of season six totally revolved around styles um and so like my craving for styles content was met um and it was so fucking sad but so fucking sweet and so fucking perfect this is why like the way they did it was like so masterful the way that they set up styles and lydia getting together because season six starts off with their like presenting the conflict for this season right and styles is the one figuring it out and Styles sees um these like creatures on horseback right and you find out that it's the um the hunt something hunt um it's not the headless hunt because the these guys maybe it is the headless hunt i don't know but anyway um they're like 
I think they're basically like harbingers of death. And like what it is, is like if you see them, then you're going to be taken next. And um, Styles saw them. And so Lydia is like doing research to help him because everybody's kind of like, guys, like, like, I don't know. Because what happened is someone was taken and they, the, someone's, this little boy's family was taken and um, Styles and Scott are helping the little boy. And then the little boy disappears too, but Styles remembers him and nobody else does. And they're like, what the fuck? And so Styles, because nobody else remembers him, they can't remember like why it would be important to figure out where he went. And so Styles is like, um, it becomes obsessed with it because that's what Styles does is he becomes obsessed when things don't make sense and figures it out. And so he asks Lydia to help him and she does. And she figures out what's behind it. Like she's reading books and she's like, she's like, okay, but this says that if you see them, you're next. And she was like, oh shit. Styles saw them. Styles saw them. Styles is next. So she runs and goes to find him and finds him. And when she finds him, Styles has already figured out that he's the next one to be taken. Like he doesn't have the whole like why, but he, he can recognize that like people are, he's going around and people don't know who he is. People are already forgetting him. And so he's like, oh shit, I'm being erased from my own life. And, um, Lydia finds him and they're like, they go out and run to the, to like, they're, they're trying to run away because at this point the horsemen are there to get him. So they're running away and um, Styles, they have this beautiful moment, which there are so many good fan edits of this, guys. I'll probably share some to my Instagram. I already have shared a bunch because I'm just obsessed. Last weekend I got drunk with my sister and I came home and I spent like an hour on YouTube drunk, just like watching like compilations, not even fan edits, just like compilations of the best studio moments because I have a fucking problem. And because I love this scene so much and it's in every single like fan edit and compilation that you could ever have. Um, and I'm so glad that I hadn't seen this before I watched the show because like watching it while it was happening was very important to my experience because I loved them together. Um, but it's the part where they're in his Jeep and they're like hiding from the horsemen and Styles is like talking to Lydia and he's like, you're going to forget who I am. And Lydia's like crying and it's like so sad and scared because she doesn't want to lose Styles. And, um, she's like, no, I won't. I promise I won't. I won't. No one could ever make me forget who you are. And he said, Lydia, like you are going to forget and it's okay. It's okay. You will forget but I need you to remember. And he like goes off and like lists like all of the like important parts of their relationship. He's like, I need you to remember how I had a crush on you a freshman year and sophomore year and junior year. And I need you to remember how I was your first dance. And I need you to remember like how you saved me. You saved my life. And he, and she was like, and you saved my life. Honestly, they're just like, they're always saving each other and Styles is always like so concerned about Lydia's well-being and it's so fucking sweet and and then he's like I need you to remember that I love you and and they're just sitting there and then the fucking horsemen take him and I'm all upset and then Lydia forgets who he is and so then she shows up to school the next day and nobody knows who Styles is when he's obviously the best fucking person around them and 
she's like she's upset and she looks upset and her friends are like Lydia what's wrong and she's like I just have this I've had this feeling all day and all night that there's something I'm supposed to remember and I don't know what it is I can't remember what it is but I know it's important and you and you know we know it's styles right and then like a few episodes are going by and you then you see them like Lydia's obsessed with like remembering whatever she forgot right and there comes a point when um what's his face the main character <laughs> this poor fucking diddy he's played by Tyler Posey and it's no it's no no um shade to Tyler Posey like it's it's he didn't do a bad job with his character it's just it's Scott McCall, that's his name. Scott McCall is not nearly as interesting as Styles Stolinsky to me, I guess. I don't know. But, um, Scott is starting to realize, like, holes in his memory. He's, like, the night he was turned, he was like, I remember going out to the woods, but I don't remember why. Because, like, and it's so, like, I was thinking about it. I was like, you can't just be erasing people like this. Like, there are, like, the, the first people that went were a whole family. So, like, that I could get, like, how maybe people outside of their family like it would be easier to erase them because there wouldn't be as many holes but like someone like styles like styles was so important to like every plot line in this fucking show and like so important to like the people in his life that like you can't just erase him without people recognizing that it's missing and so they do and like malia is starting to recognize like hey i feel like there's someone that I'm forgetting or like not even someone that I'm forgetting, but like there are holes in they, they're recognizing holes in their memory. And Lydia is the one who is like, I don't think that they're just holes in our memory. I think that we're missing a person. I think that, and they have this picture and they're like, I think that someone's missing from this picture. And I think he was sitting right here, right in between. And like, he would have been like right next to Lydia, like basically almost sitting in her lap. And, uh, and it's so, so sad. It's so sweet because Lydia's like, I think someone, there was someone here. There's someone that we're missing. And I think I loved him. And it, that's the first time that she ever admits her, like, you can feel the, the feeling and the tension and the connection between them. Like, you know, it's there, but like, that's the first time that she ever admits how she feels about Styles, and she doesn't even fucking remember who he is. <laughs> Guys, I cannot stress to you enough how this wrecks me whenever I fucking think about it, because Lydia hadn't even admitted to herself that she loves Styles to the point that the first time that she is admitting to herself or to us that she loves Styles Stalinsky, their love is so strong that she doesn't know who he is, but she still feels love for him. I mean, Jesus, nothing hits as hard as that. And so I watch that part and I am bawling and I like, I'm watching this with my headphones in, right? And <laughs> Naomi's sitting next to me and I am a puddle of tears like I am just bawling and she's like looking at me all concerned and I was like you don't understand like we've been waiting for five and a half seasons for Lydia to realize that she loves styles too <laughs> I mean it was it was actually ridiculous and so now I just I just keep rewatching that fucking scene because it's so fucking sweet and then they do, they do remember who Styles is when, oh my god, when Lydia remembers who Styles is, it's fucking heartbreaking because you see, like, 
all of the flashbacks with with them and um i'm not always a huge fan of when they do flashbacks in shows especially because a lot of shows do it really sloppily but they this way the way that they did it obviously made sense because they're they're getting little bits and pieces of their memories also they were all flashbacks of styles so i was like ah yes i too basically watch flashbacks of styles and just go and watch uh, reels of him and fan edits and fan compilations on the internet so please give me all of your styles content I appreciate it and um <laughs> so they're watching they're 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 remembering styles and we're seeing all of these like kind of flashbacks of them with them remembering styles and you see it with Scott and Malia and um then Lydia is undergoing hypnosis to remember him because they're trying to remember him to bring him back right and Scott couldn't do it Malia couldn't do it and they were like I think it has to be you Lydia like when when they were bringing back their memories they also remembered how close like he and Lydia were and it was so like painful because even Malia was like yes I I felt that too and like you can tell that like when she was because she was remembering styles and how close they were and how they were they had been in love obviously they hadn't been together for quite some time but like they did have a really beautiful and like strong connection and she's sitting here being like yeah no it has to be you Lydia like you like it has to be um and like that was so so beautiful but also kind of sad and painful and um so Lydia is remembering all of her moments with Styles, right and it's like I'm like dying because I love watching Stidia fan edits I'm like ah yes the best of Styles and Lydia so sweet but then also like you have the emotion of her having forgotten all of this and remembering it and like seeing it from kind of a new perspective because before she had just been approaching their relationship with how it had been up to that point and now she's approaching it from how lost and sad and empty she felt while he was gone and and replacing that emptiness with the fullness of him and the reality of him and she's seeing him in a whole new light and then you see when she remembers when he was taken away and she's like I never said it back. I never told him I loved him. And I am once again a puddle of fucking tears. And then they bring Styles back. And then they're finally reconnected. And then and then she's like, I never said it. And he's like, you didn't have to. And then they kiss. And I'm like, oh. Anyway. But then it's like the second half of season six, Styles isn't there. Because Dylan O'Brien's life was, was, you know, kind of a mess. And... So after that, we get like half of the season where it made a lot of sense and I wasn't missing Styles that much because he was still very much the center point of the season. And then the second half, I was like, where the fuck is Styles? I fucking miss him. But also like Dylan O'Brien, sweetie, take care of yourself. We, we all just want what's best for you. Um, but also where the fuck is Styles? You feel me? It's a balancing act. So then he comes back and I was like, and also I was like, it makes sense though. Like <laughs> theme wise, like I get, like they had to... They had to figure out how to carry on the show without Dylan O'Brien, but, like, for that second half. But, like, theme-wise, it really did make sense that, like, everything was falling to shit while Styles was gone. And I was like, y'all really just needed to call him up because you guys can't function without Styles. But it's fine. I'm not bitter. 
Um. Anyway, those are basically the big the big points. Obviously, there's so much that happens in this goddamn show, and I really didn't even cover like the important plot points. But it's okay because those aren't important to me because all that matters is Taz Talinsky and the fact that I am basically him, and that kind of bothers me. But also, I'm just accepting myself for who I am. Um, the big news that came out on Friday this this last Friday, I believe it was September twenty fourth. Um. Is that they are basically doing a reboot of Teen Wolf. They're making a fucking Teen Wolf movie. It is going to be on Paramount Plus sometime next year. Um, it is being made by MTV. They have not released yet who is on cast. So there's like all sorts of amazing like tweets and shit and memes going around about like Dylan O'Brien. When when they're trying when the producers are trying to call him for the Teen Wolf reboot, and he's like running away or like hiding under a blanket and shit, and I love it. And apparently Naomi has informed me that Dylan O'Brien has been like a chaotic, wonderful mess on Twitter, like liking all of those tweets. And I'm like that checks out because Dylan O'Brien is like that. He just he does carry the most like chaotic energy on Twitter, and it's a lot of fun. Um, so normally I'm apprehensive about reboots. I, especially because I feel like normally when reboots happen, like it's something that I watched when it originally came out, like Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls I had watched for years and years and years, watched many, many times. And then when it came back, it was, they, they changed so many things about it that I didn't like. It was very upsetting. And... So I just, I wasn't a fan of that reboot. I'm not, I'm not a fan of a lot of reboots because honestly, normally they're done shitty, but I am hopeful for the teen, teen wolf reboot partially because teen wolf already wasn't like excellent television. You know, like I wasn't going to it expecting something like, like Bridgerton or something else that was like just really well done television. Like I'm, I'm going to it for teen wolf. I'm going to it for Stalia and Stidia and all of that shit and Style Stalinsky. Like, I'm going for the bad jokes. I'm going for, like, the sarcastic, witty, like, repartee between everybody. Like, that's what I'm going there for, and I know that's what I'm going there for. Um, and so I feel like if they get those and they, like, keep the heart of, like, the relationships and, um, like, not even just romantic relationships, but, like, the connections between everybody I think that's what matters um I would like Stidia to still be together um I that would be a hope for me for the reboot I a hope a hope for me would also be Scott and Malia not being fucking together fuck that um other than that I I'm not really sure what my hopes are for the reboot I am curious about how they'll set it up what the main conflict will be um, I think I'm gonna have to spend some more time thinking about that because we just found out about this like two days ago on Friday and it's Sunday now and it's it's a wild ride guys I also like I really love it because I had been sitting here watching Teen Wolf right being like it seems like a fall in the matrix that I had matrix that I hadn't watched it when it came out and now I'm watching it and everybody's like wow you came to the party so late I'm like yeah I know um, like, I don't think it, it, it makes sense that I would like Teen Wolf. It seems a little bit odd that I came to Teen Wolf at like this point in my life, like as a full grown ass adult, but also that's just who I am. I, I don't make sense. My media, my media consumption doesn't make sense and I, I don't give a fuck. So, um, but now I'm sitting here like they've, 
they like a week or two after I finished all of Teen Wolf, they announce that they're doing a reboot of Teen Wolf. Coincidence? I think not. I think not. Uh, am I a psychic? Probably. No, I'm just kidding. Honestly, honestly, it really could have been as simple as like, I mean, I don't think that their marketing was that on, because I was going to say like, it could be like I was getting targeted Teen Wolf stuff more because they were trying to see like the, the people behind marketing for Teen Wolf were trying to see if there would be, um, still interest in that, which that shit happens. That shit happens. It's very much a possibility. Um, but also I was definitely just watching like fan edits and shit online. I don't know, man. I don't know. The world's wild, but, um, especially the marketing world, that shit's crazy. But anywho, um, it turns out that I did get on the, the teen wolf train exactly at the right time. So look at that. Also, um, well that period and sentence that concludes our episode for today for the most part. Um, I do have a little bit of an announcement for y'all. Um, we have been taking a break from our Patreon bonus content because Genesee was getting her shit in order. Uh, I was kind of a disaster in my personal life, so I needed to take a step back from certain things to get that shit in order. Um, and then come back full force with our bonus content. So, October 1st, this Friday, I will be coming back with our bonus content on Patreon. Um, most of our tiers were unaffected by this, but there were some uh, some things like the bonus episodes that I wasn't, I wasn't putting out as regularly. So we're coming back full force this Friday. I will have a weekly wrap up. I'm also planning on having, um, a segment that I retitled instead of doing our bi-monthly recommendation episodes for our, um, main bitches and real bitches. I am doing a bi-monthly bi bitch fest. So it'll be two 30-ish minute videos uh or not videos um shows a month um on patreon with the latest and greatest of what i'm watching what i'm loving but in a longer form than our week weekly wrap-ups where i'm just gonna give you a full-on bitch fest so this week um on patreon i will be talking about montero i'll be talking about um aristotle and dante discover the what is it? Discover the Wonders of the World? Something like that. The the Aristotle and Dante sequel. I will be chatting about that in um, our Bitch Fest. Our first, first Bitch Fest for October. So head over to Patreon. If you're not already subscribing there, uh, please do. We have lots of cool shit going on on Patreon. Um, and we'll see you there this Friday for our weekly wrap-up. And our first bitch fest of the month. So I hope you all enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed this Teen Wolf episode. And don't worry, this will not be the last we're talking about it. Because uh, they're making a fucking movie. So stoked. Thank you all so much for listening. Y'all are the fucking best. Stay bitchin'. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.